0: Hey, everybody, it's Josh here, and I just wanted to take a quick minute before the show gets started to just tell everyone that's listening, thank you. Any way in any manner in which you consume this, whether it's downloading, listening on YouTube, liking our Instagram posts, following us on there, going to the website and clicking it, however, that mechanism is that you choose to consume the content that we produce, I just wanted to say thanks. And on behalf of myself, obviously, and everyone here at Game Rage, we all thank you because knowing that you're out there and you're listening, and if we can just entertain one person, then really that makes all the blood, sweat, tears, everything we put into this worth it. And I know I'm sounding like a martyr right now, but I just wanted to show our appreciation, I suppose. And also to, you know, just remind everyone to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Game Rage Magazine, and to follow us on Twitter and X or Slash X at Game Rage Mag, and to also visit our website, www.gameragemagazine.com. And again, thank you from everyone here and myself at Game Rage from the bottom of our hearts. We thank you for listening. Welcome to the Game Rage Music Show.
1: Let's mm-hmm. go. Cool. All right. Uh, wait, are you hosting? Are you? No, are you. This is it's all you, man. Man, fuck. All right. Well, <laughs> this is the Game Rage Music Podcast featuring myself, Adam, and my co-host Josh. All right. Yeah. So, uh, I guess we can just start off with introductions. Um, even though we've probably done this a million times at this point with all the stuff we've been doing. Yeah. So. What what has been your experience with music uh, throughout the course of your life? Do you have preferred genres? And uh, what, what are the
0: things that stick to you as far as music goes? So I, I kind of think I'm a little different than most people okay. in the sense that I have a very wide range. I'm not range. like the other girls. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. I, I have a very wide range of... Musical taste, right? Right. I I like all kinds of weird shit. So, I'm the only thing that I'm really not that into Mm. is I would have to say It's probably country music. Yeah. However, there are a few country hits that I've heard that are bangers, and I can't, you know, I can't deny it. So, I I, I know good good music when I hear it. I I think at least. But I, I mean, for me personally, I really I like metal. I like I like hip hop or trap music now as it's being this this new whatever. That that really I, yeah, yeah. that really yeah. kind of like that shit. I don't know why, man. That it just speaks to my heart. I, I just don't, I don't know why. Yeah, uh, I like that and the you know, any any kind of rock ish type music also and and rap hip hop obviously that kind of stuff. Yeah, probably my main those are the main things that are probably on my iTunes playlist right now or oh, okay in, yeah. in general. But for me, in terms of, I guess I started listening to music. Back, and I don't know if this is really part of the question, but I just, I really, I remember listening to music every time I would get into trouble when I was a kid. And my mom would be just, oh no, you are in trouble. So now you have to go and you have to write, you know, you have to write on the paper a thousand times or whatever. You know, I won't be an asshole or whatever the, the case is. And she, I was not allowed to to do anything other than she would, she gave me this old radio that had to be plugged into the wall. Didn't even run on batteries. And she would, okay, you can listen to this. And she would tune it to some AM station, which was, you know, assholes talking, probably a part of the punishment but i would change the station when she would leave and when i figured out how to do that and i would i don't know what what state the station was but i ended up on some sort of hip-hop station and man that just like started getting me going and ever since then that's when i've just music has always just been kind of uh you know an important part of my life i feel like you know every time I, I, i talk about writing a scene or i'm writing something for anything that we're doing in terms of you know writing like a story or something like that i always have some sort of musical thing going on in my head of what this scene would be set to and it sucks because you know unless you license the music you can never use it but i always have that in my head of oh man this song would be perfect for that you know so yeah
1: yeah i i have to say i do the same thing i if i sit and i watch movies sometimes and i'm thinking Dang, I think I know a song that would go perfect with this thing because I, I frequently look up music and stuff. So, uh, I, I always kind of imagine myself in the in the role of uh, I, I don't know what that specific job is called to create the soundtrack for yeah yeah for an album or a, not an album but a a movie. And a- Whoa, shit. Um, yeah, but yeah, I. I, I like doing that myself I, It's something that I uh, Just like to do for fun I'm like oh Wouldn't this be cool To have contemporary bands Right yeah For this movie scene But anyways um, Do you uh, Yeah so uh, I guess to follow up on The the, the, the trap The trap uh, <laughs> Yeah Genre Like what what, it, what is it about I, Cause you know For us to be to have grown up in the nineties and be right, fam- yeah. familiar with like uh, gangster rap and all yeah. that stuff. Um, there was a point when, uh, I think up until like 2006 or maybe it was 2010, a little bit further down the line where like, I think rap was like all quality stuff. Right. Yeah. And not to say that trap isn't that, but like it's been harder for me to come around to that type of music that, uh, than i guess stuff in the past and i don't know if i speak i don't know if it's because i don't have the ear for that music like yeah. i just haven't sat with it long enough but uh like who, who are some artists that you enjoy so, from, like the trap genre
0: honestly I, I i don't even really know if i can even name one to be honest with you i an example i don't even know really and again maybe i just don't even really know what that is but to me for Do you know what metro Boomin is i never heard of that no okay so no, I, I yeah, I I, Migos. Something I should listen to Me, Yeah, okay, I've heard of Migos. Uh, that I like that stuff. Um I don't know. That uh that's that six nine kid. Um Takashi Six Nine. Yeah, is is that is that kinda like trappy type music? I've heard I don't some know, of that dude. stuff. I'm gonna
1: be honest, I'm not really familiar with like yeah, I don't right. know what trap so uh, all, I, it's the triple. It's the triple something. Yes, like the, the triple.
0: The, yeah. Like whatever that is, that electronic. I imagine
1: Takashi six nine. I think that. that
0: counts as trap music. Yeah. But that kind of, I mean, even you know, I, I guess in terms of rap music or hip hop, I mean, Two Chains is a dude that I like Chainz, a lot. Yeah. I, I fucking Two Chains is, is my jam. I like Drake. You know, um, that kind of stuff. But for the the trap music, I don't really. I just if I hear it I just you know not Spotify it just, but just I just I just add it and I just go oh this sounds good and then I and then when it comes up again I'm oh, this is cool but I don't really and that's kind of the same thing with in general with artists that I don't really know like if they're if you're not if you're not one of those guys if you're not Drake or if you're not Metallica or if you're not you know one of the major ones that I've listened to I'm probably not gonna remember who you are yeah and and not be able to you know talk about oh yeah i know who this band is or this or that it's kind of like you know people who are into football or whatever it's like oh they know every player on the team uh, i don't know most of the players on team. you know what i'm saying in that yeah. in terms of music in that in that sense okay. but it's what attracts me to that that trap type of that that electronic whatever it is i don't know it's just the beat the beats man this is the beats that get me they, they they just anything and i like i like stuff that's fast i like stuff that's slow i like a lot of different stuff in in Oh, yeah, good. no, 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 no. Yeah. In, in, specifically, I guess when I say trap, too, also, I have been doing a lot of not research, but putting together entrances or not entrances, but like intros for these things, the podcasts and stuff. And oh, so yeah. I've been listening to a lot of the, the music that I c- can license through the you know certain services that I use. Yeah. So one of the, I, I just was looking for something kind of slow and epic, and I just typed that in, and this, it was was literally trap slow epic and it came in and man it was it was fire i I was oh man it just it just hit right and i said god damn this is this is gonna be in one of these theme songs of something because i like this this just speaks to me yeah so but yeah in in terms of mainstream artists i probably really don't know any i mean i hear them all the time and you hear i mean they're on the radio all the time too and you know they pop up on playlists and whatnot and uh, like i said i just thumbs up it and and go cool maybe i'll hear that again you know
1: yeah there's
0: uh i don't know if it's that I've
1: developed a particular taste for angry rap, and maybe yeah. maybe Takashi E69 fits that bill. But there was one song, and I don't remember the artist's name, but the the entire song, the rapper is just like just fucking angry as shit, right? Yeah. yeah. And somebody in a YouTube comment, and I thought it was like the funniest thing, and it kind of it kind of uh, it kind of sold me on the music. Like I, I mean, I already liked it, but yeah, yeah. just the comment alone, it said. Oh, uh, this is the theme song of the uh, the quiet kid in class. Like, <laughs> like uh, I I have to find that song. I, I uh, but I have to show it to yeah, you later. Yeah, yeah. But uh, uh, I guess uh, speaking for myself in terms of like music, um, I think my personal upbringing. Uh, I was always kind of like somebody because I'm one of like the younger people in my family. So yeah. a lot of people would. Uh, I guess the biggest person that would be an influence of my musical taste would probably be my older brother but he got his music from my uncle who was very much into like the new wave 80s type oh, okay. of stuff and he hasn't let that go yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like hey, that's uh, his preferred yeah. music huh? and uh my brother is kind of in the same way like he he loved the stuff from the 80s and 90s like uh, a lot of like the punk and ska bands that were in during yeah, that yeah. time and i i i don't know like they just they, they kind of are kind of like hung up in that era or whatever yeah but i had other siblings that preferred other things my sister was into like rap and stuff and mm-hmm. uh, i had cousins that were from the I don't want to say specifically where they live, but they live in Los like the easternmost part of like um, the L.A. suburb area, maybe or L.A. They, or area. They live in the San Gabriel Valley, okay, so right. uh, like Montebello, yeah, yeah. Uh, Pico Rivera, like area. And they were heavily into like all the '90s shit, like yeah. Eazy, fucking Dr. Dre, Ice Cube, all those people, and then anything after that as well. Like uh, they were big into that. And then I think right around. Junior high, I was kind of developing my own taste for music. Yeah. Um, and then right after high school, that's when I think I really started to put. I mean, I, I was always I've always been looking for music on my own. Like I, I this is something I've been doing since I was young. Though, that I would spend yeah. like my weekends just like looking up mu- music right. and shit. Yeah, yeah. And um, and now it's like, uh, now it's a personal passion of mine that, uh. I'm now taking it kind of more serious where, uh, you know, I for the last four years, I've, I've been going out to, to shows and, and talking to bands and trying to interview them, writing about them, yeah. posting about them on social media with the purpose of, like... I don't know if I there's a specific job that I want for myself, but it's just that I love music so much that, like, I hope... I hope by just doing these things that something will, will, happen. Come, will yeah. come out of it. But... Uh, I actually okay so I kind of I gave you a homework assignment. Yeah, yeah. Uh I sent you a text with some bands. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so did you happen to listen to them? I did, yeah, I did and I wrote a few notes on some of them so let me let me pull that out. All right, cuz we'll, we'll be covering like a that was kind of like a brief introduction of our own personal music yeah. experiences throughout our life, but uh so th- there are a few topics that I have in mind that we can go for this uh podcast, I guess. And the, the first thing that I thought about, and something I've been thinking about recently is um, there's been a number of bands that have been coming out of the Melbourne portion of Australia, which is one of the larger cities, one of the larger metropolitan cities in Australia. And they have a. I can't, I can't, I don't, I don't know if it qualifies as a scene or a community or even a movement. But from my own personal observations in my own ears yeah uh, there's been four or five bands that I found from this specific region and there's two other ones that are mentioned in that list are from uh, I think they're from Queensland uh, Australia which is like kind of like a state or whatever okay. or, uh, or a province and they're that's more like Sydney and Sunshine Coast Australia or whatever mm. but that's like on the broader sense that there's like this punk thing going on and a lot of it's happening in Melbourne and the bands that I uh, mentioned to you were this group called civic split system gut health uh, Romero and then GT is from Sydney. The chats are from uh, sunshine coast, Australia and, um, I'm trying to remember the, if there's one other one that I listed off. Am I forgetting one? No, that was that was all of them. Like okay, you, so there's so like six me, bands. Yeah. And I don't, like I said, I don't know if this <clears> qualifies <throat> as a movement, but the quality of the bands, and you might have a differing, differing opinion because uh, I don't know if you have like a taste for this genre, but maybe you could just yeah, indulge yeah. me a bit about like what you, what your own personal takes are. But anyways, these six groups are all happening in Australia right now and they are of interest to me so much so that I reached out to a DJ that uh was less than receptive to my Mm -hmm. to my uh to To, my questions yeah yeah, to to my my correspondence and because I I did want to reach out to all these bands and just kind of get their perspective on on what what they think is happening but um. Yeah. So, anyways, I showed
0: you this music, and yeah. if you if you did have thoughts, what so yeah. So the uh, so that that first one, gut health. Yeah. That that was cool. I I do, and and in terms of the uh, punk rock or whatever punk genre, mm-hmm. I, I do enjoy that. I do enjoy that angsty, anger, fast, you know, hitting shit. Right. right. I, I do enjoy that. So with the the gut health one, and I also I also have to say I do like the fee, like a female vocalist. I, I do too, yeah. And I don't know what it is. And I'm honestly I almost prefer a female vocalist do, most of the time. I, I do too. And and I have to say that that gut health. I like that song. It was it was very it was fast. It was it was it kind of it hits you in the face. And she's not she's not yelling at you, but she's she's singing, mm. but like punky. You know, yeah. it's like, I, I don't know. I, I liked it. I thought it was cool. Yeah. Uh...
1: I, I The way I describe them or the way I imagine them is kind of like wiry or electric. Like Yeah, the, yeah,
0: okay. And yeah, the yeah.
1: bass, I think the bass for me is probably the part that I want to say, in addition to the vocals, like it's the bass and the vocals that to me are like the focal points of the music. And bass is usually something that is more of like a background character in a mm-hmm. band. Mm-hmm. But in this, the way the, the music is mixed, yeah. uh, like the bass is more... In the front line, yeah, it's like, more forward, I guess. Yeah, yeah, and I'm like, oh, that's interesting, and uh, and I, pref- I I don't want to say I prefer it that way, but in the on the in the context of this band, I'm like, oh, this is this is pretty cool but anyways what, what other yeah. what other comments did you have
0: about? um and that one like i said i like the female vocalist and I, and I, this is the only these these songs this is the only these are the only songs i've heard from these bands so i can't i don't know you know if everything else sounds this, similar or what but just mm. off of this one song yeah i mean i do i did like it i like the, the 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 tempo i guess yeah is probably the, the the musical term to describe it yeah and i'm no expert i'm, I'm you know but it, it was very fast paced and and i'm probably just repeating myself but yeah that's that's pretty much it i liked it i it was yeah. fast it was it was hitting you in the face but it wasn't screaming at you yeah you know
1: uh i think they're considered post-punk which is not quite as aggressive so, so it's, yeah, like that makes sense yeah to uh, me at least so this is more I, I would say like friendly to the ears i suppose maybe yeah, yeah. Uh, and then
0: there was another. There was a few other things. Yeah. Like, so, so if you have other notes. Yeah. One other, of them. Okay. One of them didn't work. I think it was the Civic one. I tr- I couldn't. I, and I tried looking it up, but it kept saying like the video was taken down. So I don't know if okay. something happened yeah, or whatever. Right, but right. so I didn't. That was the one I didn't listen to. But the rest of them I, I got.
1: I, you know what? I probably because I copy and pasted oh, so the, maybe. the link, but I think I. Added letters because oh. I fat fingered. Yeah, that could. And I it. deleted yeah. them, and I, I must have taken a letter
0: off all or right. something. But and I, I tried looking it up, and like yeah, I don't know, I can't all, figure. So anyways, so, okay, so split system was the next one. Uh. And all right, I, maybe I'm speaking out of school here, but it had a very, it was a very punk, pu- punky, yeah, like a punky white stripes almost. Yeah, kind of had that Jack White, like the the guy who was singing. He kind of felt to me a little bit, kind of with that Jack White aura i mean he didn't sound directly like him but yeah. i don't know why i just got that from from hearing him yeah. you know talk and it was a it was it was that yeah that white stripes kind of jack whitey punk but like a punk version and yeah. i'd never heard really anything like that before yeah so i thought that was cool it was original i like the pacing of it yeah. um what else that's it for now i think that's all i wrote down but yeah oh, okay <laughs>
1: yeah that group is um i think they're kind of a uh, well, they they dub themselves as proto-punk, so coming before punk itself. Okay. There's a few bands that are kind of like a high, the highlight of the genre. One of them being like Iggy Pop and The Stooges. So yeah. they they kind of they I think they qualify themselves or quantify themselves in that okay same regard. I mean, I don't know about this song in particular. This song is more, it feels more on the punk, a little bit more on the heavy punk side as opposed yeah. to uh like if you heard The Stooges, I think you might get a better idea. Uh, about what I'm describing but uh, yeah uh, there's just another one of those fresh faces to the Melbourne punk scene um, last week or it was two weeks ago that I found this group or maybe mm-hmm. it was three weeks ago uh, so I was just like you know doing my typical Friday night of just searching for music and I saw this group's uh, I, I had a question for you. So yeah. uh, this is off on a tangent, yeah, but how, how much of an influence does album artwork, like whether, I don't know how frequently you find new music, but something that something that contributes to my decision-making as far as looking for music is somewhat due to the art of the the album itself. Like I, I look at something, yeah. I'm like, oh, I think <clears throat> this is interesting. So much so that it, it it's enough for me to
0: to check out the Spotify link or right, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, f- yeah, for me, I do think that does play a pretty heavy role in whether or not I'm going to give something a chance. Yeah. Because if, al- if the album artwork or the cover art is garbage, yeah. it makes me... Okay, even though... I, and then maybe it's unreasonable to think this, but to me, they didn't create... Likely didn't create the album artwork, right? They didn't draw it or whatever, but they potentially maybe... I'm sure they had a hand in creating it. So if their visual representation of their art is garbage, mm. I, I, I might be like, eh, maybe your music's garbage. But I will say I have given bands a chance that I saw the thing pop up, and I'm, I was like, man, I do not like this album cover, but hey, whatever, this shit was recommended by the Spotify playlist, so whatever, let me just hear it. Yeah. you know. But And it turned out, okay, I, mean, I can't think of an example off the top of my head who it was, but I know I've done that for sure in the past. And then if you kind of think about it's going on the same tangent, a band for example like metallica right when they did the black album it it was literally just black it was black with with like a water like
1: the only thing you could the watermark
0: watermark of metallica yeah and that was it and and to me that not even really thinking about it that that was ballsy especially back then because i mean yeah they were they were known at that point but it's it's i feel like especially because you didn't really know back then unless you heard it on the radio or if you you couldn't just download shit and just get it you know you had to you had to buy the whole fucking cd or tape or whatever to get everything on it or to hear it so to just be like oh man we're so well known and we're like you motherfuckers know who we are yes we don't dude. need to even fucking entice you with album artwork you know
1: yeah okay even off on a <clears throat> greater tangent because yeah, yeah. this is just speaking to visuals um something that we have here frequently. Across uh freeway billboards yeah. is advertisements for hyperwolf, and I'm not even sure what the yeah, fuck it is. I don't even know what it is. I don't even know what it is. I think it's I think it's I, weed. Yeah, I think I think, <laughs> I think, I think <laughs> it's for a dispensary or something. <laughs> but the main point being that I thought it was so pretentious or so uh what other words am, am I trying to think of? It's kinda douchey. The audacity. Yeah. The, the audacity of them. Just writing hyperwolf, hyperwolf with the yellow background. Yeah. I'm like, dude, you do you didn't explain shit. Yeah, like, I don't know what that is. Yeah, nobody knows what that is. But I
0: think their logic is that oh, people are gonna look up. Yeah, what the fuck hyperwolf well, is? I mean, I, I think that's what I ended up doing to, to figure out what I was like. What the fuck is this? this is this a movie? Is this is this gonna be on Netflix? What what the fuck is this? Yeah.
1: And yeah, then so in the same regard, Metallica doing the same thing with the uh, uh, what is it? The blackout. Yeah. <sighs> um, it's kind of sub I don't want to say it's subpar but it's a it's a very minimalistic yeah. way to approach yeah. album art but it's something you know if you looked at it for most people like uh, I, I think Metallica is popular enough that yeah you, you look at the album you are like oh that's Metallica yeah I know that album I'm like right. oh and you know to speak to your point about Metallica achieving that level of um fandom that people just know when they look yeah. at when they look at their art or whatever but uh, yeah, I, I would say in, this, in, in the same way that I appreciate music or I take a chance on something, it the, the art itself is something that plays, I would say, a heavy part in me taking the time and checking something out. And I feel like Gut Health, their album art, I don't know if it was displayed in the, the link I sent. I, I, for, I, I, you know, I forgot. I don't remember, to be honest. But basically, you know. they're, they're, there's something about red, white, and black, uh, or like a yeah. three three-color palette uh, right that i don't know if it's intentional or i imagine it is maybe 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 it's not but for jack white it was yeah. jack white was very uh he's well we're going to go off on a tangent here but yeah, do it so jack white is a known catholic uh-huh. um you know he within, within the uh the catholic faith there's like the holy trinity <laughs> yeah. right yeah uh and his when he was working as a upholsterer his store was called third man um, upholstery okay and whenever he would do upholstery i guess he made it i there was an epiphany that he had that he only needed three nails to hold down all the material for like a couch like you know after you put the The cushions or like the the fluff or whatever uh, like after he wrapped it like he only needed three nails so that was just like another one of those things like three, three, three kept uh, coming up and visually for like the white stripes uh, they always had this uh, color palette of red, white, and black for all their albums Yeah, and it's something that he's carried over into his solo music where it's blue, white, and black and that's fucking like everything that he's done with uh, everything after post post White Stripes. And I found that rather interesting because that's what kind of struck me with uh, Gut Health because if you check out their EP, it's got like this cream white color, off-white color or whatever, yeah. whatever it is. And the text is written in red. It's Gut Health. And then there's a, there's a black and white photo of the lead singer's torso. And she's got like a... I think it's like a leopard print bikini. And then she has um, like spandex fucking... Spandex shorts or whatever, mm-hmm. like oh like you know, the tights, the, like tights. Whatever tight yeah, like a leotard not a leotard, but yeah, like spandex shorts or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um and then she has like these vinyl boots that she wears. It's it's like a really wild look. And I'm like, oh, that's something that immediately captured my attention about the band. Like that was before I even heard the music. And then I heard <laughs> yeah. the music and I was like, fuck, the art is good the art is as good as the music. And I love when artists have
0: both things down, like yeah, I, I love that. But, uh, anyways, so what, what? Yeah, and well, another thing that about these two so far, and really kind of all of them in general, these these five that I listened to, that they, they didn't. They're they're kind of short. And yeah. I like that, and maybe it's because it's higher energy, it's faster paced. So Maybe yeah. like the drummer, the dude, that dude just can't do it for three and a half minutes, like or four yeah. minutes. He, it's like, bro, I got two two minutes and twenty eight seconds, <laughs> man. That's all I got. Yeah, two pump, you know? two pump, chump, dude. Yeah, and but I I also liked that how it wasn't it wasn't so it didn't draw it out it didn't drag it out it wasn't just yeah. oh let's let's see how long I've heard things and I don't know if this is true or not but uh, but it's it's like oh it has to be at least three minutes and some change to be like a professional considered like a. Yeah, know, professional song or
1: something, right? To be considered for airplay, you have to be under 4 minutes or whatever. Yeah, But I've I don't know if I don't know if that's written in stone because there's old radio stations that play <laughs> classic rock and stuff. Oh, yeah, and I and I know like they play long. They'll fucking play like Riders of the Storm from The yeah. Doors and that's like a 7-minute song <laughs> yeah. or whatever, or they play Stairway to Heaven and that's like a 7-minute yeah, song yeah, from yeah. Led, Ze- Led Zeppelin, but um yeah, like typically bands usually stick to Four to five uh I think it's four minutes is kinda like the cutoff point. But for punk, punk in general is just very fast paced. Right, it gets yeah. to the point. Um so usually the songs are in like the two two to three minute mark.
0: Yeah, and that's all these were in pretty much that. I think there was one song that was under two minutes, but that was I think that was actually the next song. Uh, uh that G T one or whatever.
1: Yeah, they're more on the comical side.
0: Dude, yeah. They were my favorite, man. Yeah. I I, what I literally wrote on here when I when I said, I said "fuck yeah," this is fucking punk rock, and maybe it's because their music video was in there, and it yeah. was it's the the song is and also the song is about how much they hate driving in the city, dude. You got <laughs> <And> it. <like, laughs> that's, that's the best shit ever. That's fucking punk rock, man. You're literally singing about fucking some mundane dumbass shit, and you would think. Yeah, it's comical, but you would think that. Oh man, you're you're fighting against you're raging against the man. No man, they're raging against these assholes and hate traffic. Like, that's fucking awesome, dude.
1: (laughs) (laughs) There's something about their music. Like, they're they're um they have an EP that's four. I think it's like less than six minutes. Like, you could blast the whole thing in one sitting, and all the songs are really fucking catchy in the same way that the Ramones were. Like that, they just got to the point. Like, they, they had. They had the the uh, the melody for a song. And they had the lyrics, and then boom, they hit the they studio, and yeah. then like they just do it. And these guys, and I don't know what it is about their music that it to me it just comes across as like comical, not not in a uh, not a, not in a humiliating fashion, right? But just it's just good natured and it's yeah. fun, and it's I'm fun. like, yeah. like the song itself being called "I Hate Driving in the City." I'm like, dude. I feel like that, you know, driving to, like, L.A. sometimes, or you're just sitting in traffic for... Yeah, it's fucking miserable. Hours on end, but, like, the... It's, like, the jerky guitars. It's the fucking... There's, like, a... There's a key. There's yeah, keys yeah, the key, in the background. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, it just makes it kind of, uh, it just elevates the song. And I, I yeah, I, I love that group, dude. Yeah. It's so fucking good.
0: And it's just, it's just a fun, it was just a fun song to listen to. Yeah. And even watching them, because, you know, the music video, like, that was even more funny because they're, it's literally them just, just literally filming it. It looks like on a VHS camera. Uh-huh. And they have this shitty green, like, towel <laughs> in the background that's like a green screen. Yeah. And then there's just weird shit projected on it the whole time, man. It was funny. Dude's wearing Catcher's gear. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> (laughs) I don't know what their deal is, but uh, the other thing I really
1: appreciate appreciate about them is that uh, amongst all the groups, their sound is so—and I I don't want to say this as a derogatory term because I actually prefer this for punk— in some cases, and for them, it just fits really well. Mm-hmm. But their sound is really like scuzzy, like lo-fi. It sounds yeah. like it's recorded in a fucking garage or whatever. Right?
0: Yes, that's, yeah. It looks like they're in their garage when they're making this video. Yeah, and that's, that's what. You, I don't know, that's kind of what I want to see when I, when I see some punk guys. I don't want to. See, I don't want to see commercialized punk. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Which is kind of. I don't, I don't want to talk shit about certain bands but i mean if you look at some of the bands that that got their rise i, I just use green day as an example right yeah. they started off as like a, a fuck the man punk type dudes and then they became they almost became corporatized even yeah. though they're still singing about shit that oh yeah fuck fuck war oh, and man blah, blah, blah. you should
1: listen but we should do like an episode uh where we cover their latest albums because they get really fucking bad like, oh really yeah like oh man they're they're uh, horri- they're,
0: they're horrendous yeah they're hor- you should
1: there's this yeah, I forget what the album's called, but there's like a rainbow unicorn. It's just very cartoony, but um Yeah, I just I think they're at their creative end where they're just writing songs that don't have any substance and they're also I want to say they're almost detached from reality to the point that yeah. whatever they say is not going to hit people because right. they're rich. Yeah, they're they're fucking yeah. punk rockers that are rich. dude. like right. not to say that you can't be both things, but you it you're you're not gonna it's not gonna hit the same when you were 16 or 19 or whatever you were you know being in, in fucking oakland or the east bay uh going to what is it that place gilman's um theater or whatever the fuck, where a lot of bands would go up there, and you were hungry to play that music, right. and you were, you're like, oh, fuck the man and all that shit, and yeah, whatever. Yeah. It doesn't hit the same, because you're, well, not only you're older, but, like, your, your, your financial situation changes, <laughs> yeah. and, and like, you're not even around regular people anymore, so it's, it, I don't know, Green Day, I I was never really all that into them in, to begin with, but uh, yeah, that was kind of an interesting topic that you brought up, but yeah, uh, so, what, what where where are we next on uh, okay, the list? okay. So, of songs? shit, let me go back. Okay. The next one was Romero. Yeah, they're they're more on the uh the traditional like I I would call them like 70s like rock like they they fit more of that vein, but they do have songs that are a little I I think that one's for this the one I showed you is more on the there's like tinges of punk, I guess you yeah. could say, because just the speed of it.
0: This this one I I had written it, it feels like a like an early '80s like that cusp or whatever of punk that was starting to come out. Mm. It kind of feels like that to me that that beginning. And again, I'm not an expert on punk, but just from what I've seen you know i've seen documentaries and shit all right yeah, so yeah. I, you know I've, i know some some things yeah so it, it feels like that's the time period it kind of came from was yeah. that early beginnings of punk yeah and it was it was fast i liked it um was that i can't remember if that one had a female it, do, vocal it does skill, have a right female yeah, vocal yeah okay because that that yeah. that also kind of stuck with me that again i like a nice female vocalist i don't know why it's just it just sounds good especially with this kind of music it's the, the punk music it's not something that i don't think generally is was that common at least back obviously when punk was first kind of coming up i don't really think that there were a lot of female vocalists it was just i feel like new wave new wave was more like uh like blondie yeah. if, you, if you're familiar
1: with her right, music uh-huh. uh Susie and the banshees like that type of stuff where uh maybe not so much punk but like things that came after right yeah. after
0: it where uh it became more accessible i think to people yeah and, I,
1: I think you found more bands with female vocalists and maybe it was just maybe the time was right too like yeah for, i don't know what it was but yeah um that group so interesting for them that and i don't think there's a uh how do how do i say this Gut Health and Romero played on the same bill. Uh. but if I was somebody that was booking a band, like it's great. Like I I love the fact that those two played shows together at some point, but uh I don't know if an audience would be receptive to both of them cuz one's post-punk and the other one's more like on like the 70s rock yeah. spectrum. But the fact that it happened, I was like, "Oh, that's really cool. Like there's i i'm kind of wondering if a relationship you know going back to the whole point of this particular well not it's not the focal point of this particular episode yeah. but one of them uh that there are all these bands in the same space and i what do you think about the idea of like how do you quantify a movement for music because there there are certain periods of time where things were happening like regardless of what the genre is right um you know, for say, like, uh, you know, New New York in the 70s, there was bands like the Ramones and Blondie playing at this place called CBGBs that, uh, you know, they were playing punk rock and Blondie right. was playing their music and stuff. And that was kind of a big deal. And then, of course, in the UK during the 70s as well, there's bands like The Clash and, and uh, Sex Pistols and stuff. Yeah. And there, there are bands that are just kind of the... Uh, is the appropriate term Zeitgeist of a movement? Like yeah, the, yeah, I think that's the, yeah, the, the kind yeah, of that capture yeah. the spirit. Like, because there are those bands that just stand out yeah, way yeah. beyond. Um, but it's not even necessarily that they all know each other. It's just during this time there was, you know, quality bands that were part of a specific genre that seemed to be the thing that everybody's eyes and ears were were uh, were paying attention to. So, like, what, what do you think about? movements and music and like how how what would you how how would you consider uh, yeah, a movement yeah. like in, in
0: like so, what what qualifications do you think yeah so for me i, I kind of would look at it this way maybe okay if it's if it's one if it's one band doing something different or whatever mm-hmm. then what the no- current norm is not doesn't have to be something new you're not re- you don't need to reinvent the wheel here but yeah. if, if you're doing something that's not typically known if it's one band that that could just be a flash in the pan. That just, that could just be a, a, a fluke. That could be whatever. Now, if you got two, all right. Now 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 we're on to something. Now it's now it's kind of starting to get there. It's it's oh hey shit. I I think that I think three. Okay, they, you know they say three's company, right? Well, shit, three. If you got three bands from an area, or not even necessarily the same area, but if they're putting together the not the same music but similar music or music of the same kind of a genre yeah and that genre isn't really there was no uh, i don't know scene i guess as you want to call it or a. Uh, uh, I don't know what the term would be i guess the, the there's no punk if there's no punk scene mm. in australia and these three there's three or four or five of them kind of come out then I, I think, well, they've made, they've created the scene now. Now the scene exists. The punk scene exists. They were the ones who made it exist. If it was just one band, I'd say no. Two, maybe. But, yeah, it's, it's the the timing is really
1: strange. Like, why are they all popping up within, like, a two- or three-year span, if even that, like, less than that? Yeah. Because some of these bands have released music, um you know a year ago or maybe a year before that or just they released it currently and they're all, they're all just happening right now like yeah not maybe they don't know about each other or maybe they do well they actually do know each other cuz you know on Instagram there's like a for the bands that you follow or say say um i'm following a number of bands and you are too okay there there's a little thing on somebody's profile that says oh these are the people that you have a mutual interest in oh so like four or five the, the the six bands that i mentioned to you yeah there's two or three common threads amongst all of them okay um maybe more like maybe maybe yeah. more but i i just find that rather interesting that they're all coming up at the same time it, it's like having i don't know if it's like a science experiment but like it's it's it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's just like the power of observer, observation i guess you could say that you have let's say like three four or five different cities and there's one man for, for each of them right yeah and none of them know anything outside their fucking right their Their little city their little city, or their little city yeah. right so it's like and they're all doing punk all at the exact how, same time like yeah, how? how the fuck is that even a thing like i i think it's just
0: really strange that the shit is happening but anyways um yeah it is and maybe maybe a lot of it has to do with what the people of of that area or those areas want maybe <laughs> they maybe they have a need there's a taste for some sort of punk type music and maybe Shit. I mean, shit, they all know each other. God I, I don't know if they shit. know well, each other. Like, if they, they do, they're, that's what I'm they're probably
1: acquaintances. Like, right.
0: um, maybe some of them are friends. Obviously, I think a couple of them have played and, yeah. shows, right? So they got to be at least somewhat friendly with each other. But I mean, god damn. If you were in one city, and who knows, maybe because of the maybe people that are looking for that mm. and then they start looking for it elsewhere and then they say, oh shit, there's this other band over here that does kind of a similar thing that does this, that's type of punk. Oh, cool. There's another one in this city that's over here that does the same thing. So then they start going and then they start going here and then they and then they talk to those fans and say oh have you guys heard of this band oh shit no nah, man i never heard of them and then it's like a cross contamination or cross pollination type deal yeah and and maybe that's kind of how it just spreads naturally and and now obviously with the fucking internet well not now because it's been around for fucking 20 years or whatever but right with the the internet it you don't really need to be oh man i don't have to go to travel to these cities that are on the other side of the country to go uh, like here in the United States right we don't I not have to go to New York to find out what's going on in the New York Music scene because fucking people are posting that shit online all the time. So I mean, you could hear, yeah, you're not gonna, you you could see shit, you could hear shit without having to go there. So now maybe that's even further how it spreads quicker, and how there becomes sort of a movement of people that all like that type of music that say, oh shit, well here's another band, here's another one, and then they all start adding on together, and you know, then then you have this this thing that happens.
1: So it's like the aggregation of information that people have. They're like, oh hey, there's you know. Ten people find five bands, and they all, or they're all sharing this information. Like what right, yeah. you're saying about cross pollination. Yeah, that they're that the common interest amongst all of them is this gen, this genre of music. And within that genre of music, there's five bands that are interesting. And right. maybe not all of them like it, but uh, like one or two bands. But there's three other ones that they all maybe enjoy, or maybe, right. maybe they all they all enjoy all of them. But uh, yeah, so what other aspects do you think contribute to having
0: a movement in music um well i don't know i I guess i I hate i hate to say uh uh the man getting interest in it but you know if if there's some sort of record companies or i don't know how it works now because you know itunes and the internet and people could just put out their own shit but you know if you've got some commercial interest in it then i think that's when you you got to look at it and say okay now me we might be onto something because then it's it's kind of recognizing that there's not just a niche market for what you want the movement started as that but then i think when you when you get some sort of commercial eyeballs or interest in it that's that's also when it's like oh now we're cooking with fire that kind of thing you know yeah it's like
1: uh off on a tangent but rap was that thing where it was seen as a kind of like a vile yeah genre um and only a few people were doing it like back in the day and uh i've seen a lot of things happening on MTV or some of the music related channels that are doing some type of anniversary thing for rap itself like yeah. 50 years of rap or some shit like oh that's cool cuz you know we we pretty we were pretty close to the birth of it yeah uh but we saw like the more more of the uh, the 90s rap as opposed to like the very the
0: very 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 beginnings of it and i mean to me i kind of more saw it more when the government started trying to fuck with them is more because that was like the early 90s when 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 they were starting to try to regulate it and say oh no we got to start you know when that whole explicit lyrics yeah when all that shit started coming out because i mean before that yeah there was no you know warnings on labels or anything for the albums.
1: And ironically, people wanted to listen more to that music cause because of the that. fucking label. They're yeah. like, oh, hell yeah. That's explicit. That's ex- Explicit lyrics and all
0: I'll that I'll tell shit. you what. When I... Okay, you remember Walmart? They used to stop. They wouldn't sell they would only sell the edited versions yeah it would be yeah man they didn't have that little explicit content logo but if you would go to let's say another store like uh target or something let's just say and you go there to their cd section and they have oh man they have they have the the good ones if i saw that little explicit content label on there i was immediately interested and now maybe that's because i was like fucking a kid and i you know you always want to hear the shit that you're not supposed to listen to yeah but to me that label was oh man now I want to listen to this even more Even if I really didn't know what it was If I saw that on there I'd be Oh shit that, That's kind of how I started listening to uh, Fucking I guess uh, Eminem Yeah dude Eminem show man That was like yeah. I bought that CD
1: And I got it from fucking Walmart And that fucking album was Censored or yeah. something
0: Yeah Yeah Well so I I saw the album And I was like Oh man And so my mom wouldn't let, wouldn't Buy any of that shit for me Or let me buy it So I There was a kid that I went to junior high with That fucking Oh I think we were in sixth grade and when that came out and he was literally would just burn cds for people because he had a cd burner on his computer yeah now, that was a rarity back then in the early 2000s yeah that was, late 90s or whatever it so, was yeah and so if you had one of those and you could go to the store and buy some cds man you would be you could be a fucking rich ass kid and so he was he would burn whatever CDs you would want he would get and so I had I, he got the, the M&M show or whatever and that's I, I heard it and I was like holy shit this is amazing what else you got buddy and then you know over the, over the years then it became oh D12 or whatever I, I, so I got introduced to them was from some I just saw the album cover and was like oh man it's, what's this explicit content yeah I'm in and then oh shit this is Eminem and m on this hot damn do you so, do you uh,
1: cause you were driving in high school right yeah do you Did you have, like, one of those fucking giant yep. folders? Of I still psenies? have one upstairs. I still have the one from high school upstairs, actually. What was your music experience back then? Did you listen to entire albums, or would you skip over shit? Like- yeah,
0: so, okay, so and, and this is kind of how I do things even today. So I will listen to the entire album at least one time. If I get a new album, uh-huh. I'm going to listen to the whole fucking thing because I want to know if this album is good or not. And so there are a bevy of fucking bands that I have listened to over the years where there's one two maybe three good tracks and the rest of them are fucking straight garbage now if you go to someone like I'm gonna use Disturbed as an example I can't find a disturbed CD that I didn't like every single fucking song on. Okay. Um, In one shape or form. I don't know why. I don't know what it is. Metallica's kind of the same way for me. I like every... Linkin Park's another one. I like every fucking song they do. I don't fast forward or skip over songs when I hear them. I fucking enjoy them. And to me, there's... Okay, there's this new... And this is going to go on a tangent, but... It's not new, but I just found out about this, so... I don't know why I, I had that fucking Creed song Stuck in my head But uh, Oh uh, the, Can you uh, Take Creed me Higher uh, yeah, yeah. yeah I had that And I, so I was at work And I was fucking around And we were singing it And so now I got everybody singing it, and somebody was like, "Oh, what's up with fucking? <laughs> what happened to Scott Stapp?" And I was like, "I don't know. Let me look." So I looked it up, and I googled it, and he was in another band after that. Called- after them, called the Art of Anarchy, and he only did one album with them, and it was two guys from Disturb and two guys from Guns and Roses that fucking formed this band. Oh, really? Yeah, and they and they basically fucking they had some guy i forget who it was that was the original lead singer that they did two albums with and then that guy quit or told him to fuck off so they hired scott Stab to they made one album with him and man i will tell you what i I said i gotta listen to this because the all the things on wikipedia said the scott staff version of this is literally like creed disturbed and guns and roses had a baby and i'm like oh man i want to hear that and i'll tell you what that is an accurate fucking description and it sounds it's got the fucking hard metal of disturbed with the melody of guns N' roses and it's got the fucking like it's got that and goddamn that dude man he fucking he does fucking great on that album that every song was uh, was great and that's all we got was just one fucking song and then they ended up suing him and because he told him to fuck off and there was this big old argument about some bullshit you know and and that was the end of it but that was an example of something where, man, I, that's a, one that I, I said, oh, I'm going to listen to this whole fucking thing. One day in the car, I'm going to listen to the whole fucking album. And I did. And I was like, God damn, I can't say that. I didn't dislike any of those fucking songs. So yeah, dude, it's a, I think it's a great
1: experience. Uh, I, I don't know what people's music experience is like now. Cause I imagine a lot of it is influenced by TikTok and yeah. Uh, and you know, the videos are one minute, we uh 90 seconds or shorter or whatever right and, and so, songs are written in a shorter format so i don't imagine people have like the time the attention span to sit yeah, through yeah. an
0: entire album right uh, okay so there's the, an example of that i just want to give you two from a recent thing so there's this guy i don't know if you heard of him, his name is lil darky all right no and I, there was some fucking thing on TikTok or whatever, and I, and somebody showed me a video, and I was like, God damn, what is that? What is that song, man? That is fucking bumping. And you know how people are assholes and they won't put the thing in the credit where it's like, where the song is. They just put like their name in like original song or something. I hate that shit. Yeah. Just give them the fucking credit, you
1: know? Yeah, dude. Don't wait for, like, don't have that be the. Don't let that responsibility fall on the fucking like commenters. Yeah. Like it's it's fucking whack because you're just looking through comments. You're like, oh, who who the fuck wrote this? And there's assholes that
0: write like something stupid, like it's Madonna or some dumb right. shit. Yeah. Like. So then I so then obviously I had to go to the. I'm like, hey, go to the comments because I wonder to know who that is. So go to the comments and they're just fucking looking, looking, looking. Finally, I find they say it's oh, this little darky, this song. And I'm okay, cool. Let me let me. So I go to the the iTunes and I and I click it and it's fuck. It's a ten minute fucking song and. I was very upset when I first started listening to it because it sounded nothing like the clip. It's like he took six different songs and made them into one song. And I will say, over the course of being, I I ran the gamut of emotions. I was angry at first because I was like, what is this? This is not the fucking song. And then I'm like, well, it's 10 minutes. Let me hear it. Yeah, I got to the point from the fucking video like eight minutes in. And so, but I have to say, I went from angry to like, oh, hey, this actually isn't that bad. Let me hear this, and then when he when he does the the, the like the tempo change to like a different version of the song, man, it it fucking hits good. I don't know why, it's just great. And I've listened to a couple other songs of his. I don't know if he has any actual albums or if it's just like a bunch of EPs or whatever it is, or s was SPs for it's one what's one song or singles or whatever, but. Yeah, it it it's fucking it, it's fucking pretty good, I have to say. Yeah, uh, and it's it's kind of weird, but it's I don't know, it's, it's interesting, it's different. I'll, I'll have to check that out. Yeah, yeah. So that was uh, an example, of like what you are saying about TikTok in the ninety second, you know, <laughs> and you click on something and then. Yeah, because I think what what TikTok has done,
1: and maybe it's not even just TikTok itself. Maybe it's just the way music and how people perceive it, or uh, the the attention span thing. But TikTok basically gives you 60 seconds to make an impression with a group, right? Yeah. With whatever music you're listening to. And you're trying to find... It, it, I, I think it's the intention of the person creating a video that they want the portion of the song to line up with the video that they're trying to make. So it, yeah. of, it, it, it hits on both sides. like right, it's, right. It hits on the music. It hits on the... Whatever they're they're trying to do. So I feel like music also... Change in that way where there's parts of a song i feel like that have started to disappear Mm -hmm. like there, there there's a part of the song called the bridge which is like kind of the the thing from the verse to the chorus okay it's like the in between but now it's more like verse chorus verse chorus and that's it there's no breakdown or anything maybe maybe more so in rock like that's kind of it still exists but for other genres it's just going away lyrics to fucking chorus, and i I, again it goes to the fact that like you can't fit a bridge in there because music is so truncated now that like you almost don't even want to go to four minutes you want to keep it to like two or three so that you hold people's attention and i think what tiktok does is it it kind of expedites the process of music music discovery, and you have to like even for artists, they feel like they have to make a part of the song that people are going to use for virality or yeah. for memes or dumb shit. Right? Um, but shit, uh,
0: was where were we going? <laughs> I don't. I, I, we were going. We were we were on the punk. You were asking about the movement originally. What makes a movement? And then I think we answered that. Uh And then, I don't think you ever said, what do you think makes a movement? Because that was the original thing. And then we got on (sighs) this tangent about.
1: Uh, Oh, because we were talking about like the shortness of songs. Yeah, yeah. Then it kind of just spiraled into other shit. Right. But, uh, well, even like the album listening experience, dude. I don't Uh know if people do that shit too. Like I, I kind of wonder about. That were, I mean, I still try to sit through and listen to an entire album because, yeah. like, you, you never know, dude. Like, there's, you know, for people in general, I think they find, like, the hit song and that's enough for them. Like, right. they'll find the single and add it to rap. their Spotify yeah. library and then nothing else. And then it, it turns out when I go to concerts or whatever it might be and you're listening to the entire set list of an artist and you get to hear those songs live... There's songs that I thought were okay when I listen to them in a recorded format and then I go see them live. I'm like, oh, you know what? This is actually pretty fucking good. And yeah, then yeah. I go back and I add it to my Spotify library or some shit. So it takes me sometimes to, like, sit with music for a minute to come around to yeah. certain songs because maybe I don't appreciate it right away because my ears aren't... Um,
0: Attuned for it or yeah, something, Yeah, you know?
1: And then you just, like, listen to it a couple more times. You're yeah. like, oh, this is fucking good. Like, this is... There uh I'm trying to think of a song where I just fucking, I detested it for like the longest time. Oh, I think I remember the artist that I was trying to remember that I was telling you that's like angry rap. I think Uh his name is Josiah. And Uh I thought it was like a really strange song. And I I was like, nah, this is fucking whatever. Yeah. And I, I added it to my library forgetting about it. And then I, it came around on like my shuffle. I'm like, I kind of like this <laughs> it's fucking growing on and, me. Then, and then i played it again and i played it again and then you know by the end of the day i was like fucking throwing pillows and <laughs> and and uh punching walls and shit yeah but, yeah but uh yeah I, I always kind of found found that interesting that like you really have to sit with music to appreciate it like you can't just yeah, go yeah. think you can't go by things on a one one through pass at least i don't think so mm-hmm. but uh that that one shit you were mentioning about the guy from fucking uh what was the band creed oh creed yeah yeah so I kind of have a little bit of a disdain for that guy's vocals. Uh-huh. Uh, do you know who Eddie Vedder is? Yeah, yeah. From Pearl Jam? Yeah. yeah. I always thought they were kind of synonymous with one another yeah, like during I guess, yeah. like their their vocals and shit and cuz they're like her her yeah, yeah. like uh, got that old man like I do not I don't I don't know how to th- they're like guttural vibrato it, it's it's very strange and I don't like it but that sounds like an interesting band just because for me sure like the the vocalist is interesting cuz he was in Creed but yeah. to have like parts of Guns N Roses and Disturbed like who the fuck decided like, wh- yeah. why are we going to meet up and make this band? Right. Like, it's just so strange, because Disturb has a little bit more of a harder sound. It's like a harder kind and of then, you know, metal,
0: and then Guns N' Roses is more of, like, an 80s throwback. You know, like a throwback, throwback yeah.
1: and then this guy, like, this motherfucker, like, Creed? Aren't yeah. they a Christian rock band? Like, <laughs> yeah, I
0: mean, basically, like, yeah. It's just, it,
1: it. it's just... It's blowing my
0: mind hearing about this band. I'm gonna have to look this up because this sounds really funny. Yeah, yeah, and the best part is, okay, so they named themselves the Art of Anarchy, but then I, I guess the reason why they broke up is because, or at least they told him to fuck off. Was I guess they paid him 200 grand up front to be, you know, the lead singer of the band.
1: But did he, that's all he was
0: doing, well, right? Well, that's all he was supposed to do. But then it, it, he needed to go do. They said, hey, we'll pay this money up front, and then we'll give you whatever. Portions and all that shit. So he took the money and said, All right, cool. And then he basically used the 200 grand to launch a solo, like to keep a solo career going. And then he booked a bunch of shows with it. And then he he had a whole tour with them booked and he did like eight he did like eight shows and then stopped showing up and they were like what the fuck man we can't do this with the lead singer so then they had to cancel all these shows and so anyways they ended up suing them and there are this whole big thing but yeah now it's like we'll never get that again because but no. it was like fuck me and maybe it's for the better because maybe as they would have went on it would have ended up sucking dicks who knows but i i feel like that one album they did i was like god damn
1: this is fucking interesting I feel like there's a point in rock music where people musicians they reach an apex of their popularity yeah. so they form like a super group to mm. kind of maintain, recapture it yeah re- maintain that relevance because velvet revolver was kind of like the same thing if you remember that band yeah 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 uh i don't remember who the lead singer of that was i want to say it was like scott wayland or something like that but that guy ended up dying and uh it had slash and i think it had the bass player duff mckagan from guns and roses i think but there was two other members that i don't remember what bands they were part of and that was kind of like a thing in the 2000 like the early 2000s and then of course like uh there was another group that was kind of a super group, um, the the traveling Wilburys, which was like Tom Petty, uh, uh, Bob Dylan, Roy Orbison, Jeff Lynn from Electric Light Orchestra, and it was just like another one of those things where, I may, maybe that group I don't know if it, they were doing it because they, uh, they needed the money or whatever the fuck yeah. it was, but like it was just another one of those super groups that just fucking hat oh i had that guy what's his name fucking george harrison from the beatles oh yeah, yeah so it was just like a it was like really cool but i don't know that thing never really hit for some reason i don't know if it was like the songs or whatever but it never achieved that fucking uh level of popularity that say um I'm trying to think of like another what was like a big super group that people were like really interested in like, D, like I mean, d12 yeah. would kind of be, I guess, like, yeah, like would that be an would be example like yeah that. uh the would i say the gorillas because gorillas is kind of like one of those projects where people just kind of hop in like it's damon albor and he was part of the blur yeah but he would bring in like snoop Dogg and de la soul right, yeah. and all those other fucking groups and yeah i feel like that maybe would fit that description but uh anyways that, that's kind of like a weird tangent yeah. but um mm-hmm. so there was one other Fucking there was one other group I think I showed you, which oh, was yeah. the, the chats. They're there the these guys are the uh probably the largest the larger of the groups like the in terms of popularity. Yeah, they yeah. have like four hundred thousand followers on on Spotify. And I, I don't know what they have on Instagram, but very popular band. Uh very electric and wiry and high strung, like just got it's real punchy like. yeah that's well, I, I
0: wrote i wrote on there they were they were my they were a very close second to the the gt or whatever yeah because i again that that album cover of it it's just get fucked like oh man that just got me i was like oh that's fucking great yeah and even just seeing that off the front off the front of of as soon as i opened the video right that's the first thing you see and i'm just like oh i'm gonna like these guys i know it i know i'm gonna like these dudes and yeah sure enough it came out yeah well that that description you use of wiry I think that an electric or whatever that that yeah. fits perfectly for this, and it's very like it's very it's very quick. It's very I don't know. It just it's, it's punk. I also wrote on there too. I wrote that this it, is also fucking punk. Yeah, like, you know, it is punk.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I think we're still on the subject of quantifying a movement. A movement, yeah. Um, so
0: why do you quantify
1: a movement then? Because I don't think you actually answered the question. Uh, shit, man. It's it's hard to say because you brought up some good points. It's just it's just a weird it's just a fucking strange anomaly that maybe, maybe it's just one band that inspires like everybody else. Like a lot of people say the sex pistols were kind of like the band that, uh, inspired the clash and like everything else that would happen to punk afterwards. Um, but for this case, there's just things that are happening in different places that happen to be in the same genre. And I just, I don't know. That's fucking weird, but, um, I don't know if there needs to be a united front or even like a friendship amongst the, amongst the bands themselves mm-hmm. but i would prefer it that way because it looks cool like it looks yeah it looks nice when there's other groups they're like oh hey we're like this is we'll, we'll we'll help each other out like you know we'll we'll put each other on each other's bills and we'll try to uh you know get paid and and try to get our name out there uh i I've, i want to believe like that's the case for some of these groups but um you know that doesn't have to be necessarily the case for like a movement, but I think it's just like the number of bands that exist in one geo location that yeah. are just happening. And it's just the quality of the music. You're just like, you can't not, you can't, you simply can't deny it.
0: Right. Yeah. Um. I, I do think I, I like what you're saying about how it, it would be, it would be preferable to have them be kind of helping essentially put each other over. Hmm. Whereas, it, you know, it, it's kind of the sense of, well, if you're going to help your fellow, struggling artists let's say and Mm. why wouldn't you want to give them give them a leg up because it can only come back to you in in good karma not karma but only good things can come out of that you know what i'm saying it looks good too like from a uh
1: just to incorporate elements of wrestling within uh, yeah within this podcast but there's these things called stables yeah yeah which is like kind of a a way to establish establish figures in in uh wrestling and it's usually like four to five people. or Who knows what the numbers Sometimes are? Sometimes more, some, but whatever. Yeah, or yeah. less. Maybe, or less, like, yeah. It could be three guys. And a perfect example with that would be like Evolution, yeah. Triple H, Batista, Randy Orton, and Ric Flair. And individually, they're all fucking awesome. Like, you know, Ric Flair being a 16-time yeah. world champion. Batista, I think at the time was, was he tag team champions with Randy Orton? He was tag team champions with, Flair. with Ric Flair. Yeah. And then Randy Orton was, like, the Intercontinental, IC yeah. Intercontinental, and then Triple H himself was, the, like, the the World board, H- Yeah. So, it like, separately, you, you appreciate all of them for, you know, their athletic ability and, you know, maybe their mic skills or whatever right. it might be. But when you put them all under one fucking umbrella, you're like, oh, shit, evolution? Because they yeah. were, like, the thing to pay attention to in the early the early, early 2000s, 2000s right yeah. and in the case Shit. of music uh i'm going back to the example of mm-hmm. cbgb's because this was like a place where punk uh i guess you could say it was born here in the u.s uh there was bands like blondie and the ramones uh and i thought it was really cool because i was watching this documentary about uh that particular space and johnny ramone is like i think he said something to the effect of like well You know, this is this is our breeding grounds. Like this is like the start of our fucking journey. Let's make it our own. And for them, like in this documentary, it was uh, pointed out that each of those bands, Blondie, and uh, eventually like other bands would come on, like the Talking Heads. They're you know another popular like '80s band, but um, they they started off making like fucking five dollars a night total. Like uh, I don't know if I think it was five dollars for each of them that they made and yeah they weren't like selling out shit but because of the fact that they were playing like every week by the end of like their three-month residency because they were playing every fucking every fucking week yeah. and it, it's not like a band could back then could go and tour uh from new york to los angeles like you had to make money Because it's not as easy as it was back then for publicity to say, oh, Blondie's coming to fucking Los Angeles. Like, everybody has to be there or whatever. Uh, Because, like, you know, it it might be the case that here in Los Angeles, nobody knows about fucking Blondie, and they need the money to to get here, too. So yeah, so
0: you got to play along. you got to go along the way. Yeah, so
1: you have to build up your own buzz in your own city, and then it has to spread, like, in a fucking radius. Right. So, like... By the end of their residency at CBGBs, what they would call home, they were making like um, they were making eight thousand dollars a night. I think. God damn. So and that was back in the seventies. So that's that, a lot of money. That's all. Yeah. So that was kind of cool. But it, like speaking to the fact that there was multiple bands that were playing there, there became kind of like the staple of that place. Yeah. Like you associate CBGBs with. Blondie and fucking the Ramones and like when you think back to specific periods of music, you you remember certain figures or certain things and yeah. Um like I feel I feel like we're in it right now for this this whole thing that's happening in Australia. Like yeah. I don't know if anybody else sees this but there's like i said there's just great music that's happening right now maybe retrospectively like history will decide that but i feel like that's what's happening right now
0: yeah um well i think the fact that as as you've said that other people are starting to recognize these bands and and play them on their mainstream no, popular shows or whatever yeah not not
1: directly pointing out some of the stuff that i've said but right. they're playing the music and i'm like oh, well shit it's happening it's happening on this program,
0: like so, it's it's, it's yeah. something. So happening. something. What you're saying, maybe yeah. they're not reading it the exact way you are, but it's it's at least giving credibility to your yeah. theory of that this is a new movement happening down there in in Australia, Australia. Yeah, and 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 yeah, I think that that just gives it more credibility. Yeah, in my uh, opinion. One, uh, so. I, I don't know if I mentioned this
1: before. Uh-huh. I'm, this is a small point of gloating. Was that three yeah, weeks no, ago I found it. the band Split System that I mentioned in uh-huh. the program? Yeah. Um, and I wrote in an Instagram post that Henry Rollins on his program would play this band. And I showed you the text. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I showed you the story that I wrote uh, a couple weeks ago. And I was coming back from Oppenheimer well i was seeing the movie and i was driving in my car and i turned on kcrw not paying attention to the fact that it was henry rollins but it was after the fact that i was like listening that yeah i'm like oh yeah it's henry rollins he always hosts this program on saturday nights at 10 p.m uh, but split system came up i'm like huh. i almost jumped out of my car dude it almost yeah. caused a car accident <laughs> like because uh, i you know i predicted it and i'm like well fuck man like it's it just one of those uh as i mentioned to you it was like one of those personal affirmations that I, i think i'm perceptive to music and uh it was just kind of like a cool cool uh cool thing to happen i guess you could say yeah no it definitely is um shit so there was one other band that we played before the program and just speaking on things that are novelties or or uh points of interest in music right now there's this group called ms paint that i just showed you yeah and the thing with them so i I list i started listening to them back in early 2023 like the very beginning of the year i believe uh Uh, sometime maybe around like the end of january beginning of february Yeah, yeah i heard this song called delete it which also has this other group named military gun that's starting to gain national appeal yeah uh So this band didn't have a large following back then, but they've since the point I started listening to them, they've five X their, their, uh, their following from like 2000 followers to 10,000, 10,000. Goddamn. Um, And I I wonder if it's because they got on this, this uh, program called audio tree, which is like live recorded sessions. Uh But anyways, this group. I was doing my normal fucking routine of just looking up music on a Friday night and this track called Delita came up and by that point they only had, I think, one other single or whatever. And my initial listening experience was, wow, this is, you know, you hear punk in its, like, traditional form with, like, the distorted guitars and all that shit. And then these guys come along and are calling themselves like the synth like they're calling their music synth punk mm-hmm. and it is aptly described that because there's like this weird keyboard in the background but it's got like the punk elements yeah and I'm like wow this you know what this makes this makes sense in the sense that like we're kind of reaching that point in in our society where technology is so integrated to our lives that we're we are I don't know if you have ever seen that show Black Mirror. Yeah, yeah. But there's episodes dedicated to like technology uh-huh. where um where like we're kind of living in a weird dystopian f- future with certain like with AI right. art, AI art, AI fucking uh generated music with like having Peter Griffin or like Homer Simpson doing yeah. rap songs or something. Right. Just weird shit like that. And I'm like, "Oh, cool. Like now we have this band that is combining electronic music with fucking punk music and it just it just made sense to me and i heard it and i'm like this is gonna be a very interesting year because i i at that point at that point in time just thinking this is gonna go somewhere like yeah. if not simply for the fact that there's their sound is a novelty and i don't know how long this is, they're gonna ride this pony but the band is very exciting in in this current State of music, like it's just a very yeah. novel sound. Anyways, yeah. what,
0: do you, what, do you, what do you have to say about that's, that? Uh, that song, it's called "Delete It," right? Yeah. That one, so, so, yeah, I, I, that's the first time I heard it, and that's the only song of theirs I've heard. But I immediately, I could easily see there is a, there is a, there's for sure a commercial appeal. I feel like to this, they have this the sound is very it's very melodic and rhythmic mm. and i don't know if it's some kind of fucking hypnotism or some shit that's going yeah. on with this but it fucking it just hits it hits right that song hits great it it's very it's it's very i can't even really describe what it's 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 not like anything i've really ever heard before mm. And it's it's just awesome. I, I love it. I can't. I want to. I'm gonna go listen to fucking more of their shit and just see. And I don't know if that's the only song I'm gonna like or whatever. But yeah. that one in particular, I was I I was as we were listening to it, I, I said, "Oh, these guys are gonna fucking be huge. Like this is fucking yeah, this is legit." Like what you the shit you've been saying about? It, I'm yeah. like, yeah, yeah, he's right. He's this motherfuckers right on this. <laughs> a military gun, uh, which was a band that I wasn't
1: familiar with, because mm-hmm. I, I found military gun and Emma's pain at the same time because of the fact that that artist was featured on the track. Mm-hmm. so I went to go look up military gun and I'm like, Oh shit, their songs are really good. And I heard that song pressure cooker.
0: Yeah. That, was, thinking, that was a good one too. Yeah. I'm like, this
1: is really fucking good. And then, you know, no more than two or three months back, we, we see Taco Bell commercials with the song pressure cooker featured on. It. I'm like, yes, that, that makes sense. Like I, I definitely saw that song Yeah, becoming uh featured something and something, some, yeah. in something right. And uh military gun. So there's this guy named musty fishbowl. That's his, uh, promotion brand and he actually booked them at this place called the haven in pomona which is not like a large i don't know how mm-hmm. big the venue is but it's not like the roxy or more of like the larger venues it was kind of a smaller independent one and i thought it was really cool that this guy did it because he was perceptive to them um, pretty quickly and um yeah military gun and Mammoth paint bead and featured on the same song me like led me to go check out military gun and i think this band is on their way to doing bigger and better things and if i had to say that there is something that if if you had to go to a show here in southern california uh i would say right now uh there's a there's a show with military gun and ms paint that's going to be in los angeles at this place called 1720 uh, it's f- f- this the play the location's fucking horrible. Like <laughs> the place is really cool itself. It's yeah. like you know it's got like really modern fucking uh, like architecture within the building itself, but the landscape around it's it it's hot it's, garbage. It's, it's fucking like it's ransacked. <laughs> it's like, like
0: fucking out of Mad Max. Or yeah,
1: it's like uh it, the place is right off the ten freeway. So when you get off, like it's in it's roughly in like just outside like downtown. Okay, LA, right? Yeah. yeah. But like I said, the roads are all fucked up and um, there's like a lot of homeless encampments and shit. But the place is really fucking cool. But anyways, MS Paint and Military Gun and this other band called Scowl are going to be playing there. I don't know if I have a particular interest in the band Scowl, but for MS Paint and Military Gun, dude, like... I think this is one of those shows that people are going to talk about like for years to come. Like if you if you say you were were there, there, like, yeah, yeah, like I think this is just one of those uh, period historical moments here in Los Angeles that these two bands are coming to uh, to Los Angeles. Like this is their first appearance in Los Angeles. I'm thinking uh, I'm, I'm considering like buying tickets to go to the show to. To see these bands and like record their live uh performances um even though they don't ask and i don't know (laughs) if it's permitted but i might do it anyways do it anyways but uh but the thing is like for those shows i imagine they're gonna get violent because well the music itself being like synth punk and the other band uh, military gun kind of being more on the uh what, what do you call it like I want to say it's kind of on the violent side. So, uh, usually like when I go to shows and I'm like recording bands and stuff, like, dude, I, I've gotten the wind knocked out of me because of like elbows and people punching and shit and mosh pitting. And that's like the only reason I don't want to go. But like (laughs) I said, that show looks really fucking awesome. And I think if anybody cared about music and cared about the cutting edge of things to, to happen in music right now, like that would be a show to, to attend. But yeah. Uh, well anyways, um, Okay, so I showed you one other group, and this is something I showed you back when we were going to do another podcast, but yeah, yeah. Uh, since since we're doing like the Game Rage music podcast, uh, n- now it's kind of being transitioned over to this, but yeah. anyways, uh, Twin Temple is this group that is a satanic doo-wop band, and I was introduced to them by another group, uh... And the way that they, this person that introduced them to me, described them is like Amy Winehouse with uh, satanic lyrics and shit. And uh, I, I was thinking about this group recently because of the fact they're so vocal about being satanist. Like it's not a yeah. joke. Like it's not it. It's like not it's, a, it's what they're about. It, like it's uh, yeah. It's it's they're legit fucking satanists. And it's not a gimmick. It's not like they're just doing it to just get views or clicks no or whatever. no it's it's very real they, they worship satan <sighs> yes and i think at one point this guy had mentioned uh they were playing at the roxy and they were like the supporting band for that show and i think they said he 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 walked by their fucking green room or their their dress room or whatever and he heard like really strange noises so i don't know what ritual they were doing Damn. and, he, and he, he i he said he got scared <laughs> but uh i enjoyed this group very much because uh yeah it's very i i want to say it, it's fun but just because of the fact that it's like traditional like doo or yeah soul music or whatever the fuck it is uh with satanic lyrics and there's you know the woman alexandra james is just a great vocalist but i think to me like the the existence of this band is i think it's kind of vital at this point um i I don't want to this is going to turn into a bit of a political discussion Uh but the very existence of the band is something very cool because of the fact that uh I don't know if we're becoming like a Christian theocracy within like our fucking government, Uh but you know, like Roe v. Wade got repealed. It's it's obvious that, um, people of Christian faith kind of had an influence on the outcome. Yeah. Uh, and, I think having a band like this is vital because it, it's integral to like free speech, freedom, yeah, free, free freedom for like religion, freedom of right. speech, freedom of like a lot of things. And if this band doesn't exist, then like, are we really living in a country where where all things can exist, especially right. Satanism? Yeah. <laughs> but what, what do you what, what say you on this matter? Yeah. And like, what, what do you think about the music, and then also, what do you think about the existence of the band within the United States? Because fuck. Uh, allegedly, and I don't know if this is because of publicity for the sake of mm-hmm. uh, drawing attention to themselves, but they've, they they've said that they have gotten death threats, and they've also appeared on Tucker Carlson in a segment. Yeah, uh,
0: yeah. So I'll I'll hit the the second part of the question first because that is pop. It's popped into mind okay. immediately. Yeah. I 100 percent agree with you. I do think that the fact that they exist is very important because you cannot say that you are truly a free society if you cannot have opposite views right so listen maybe a lot of people don't like it I'm sure there's a lot of very religious people that fucking hate that because it is literally the antithesis of what they believe it is spitting directly in the face of their Mm. personal beliefs however just as they are free to believe what they want to believe everyone else is free to believe and talk and preach about what they want to believe so Mm. where somebody walking up to me on the street you know said if you sneeze and they say oh god bless you well hey man you, you don't know that i believe in that so the fact that you can say that is is acceptable so the fact that these guys want to fucking go around and and pray satan in this manner that's cool you don't got to listen to it you don't got to go to their shows i i think it's very important that they exist and are allowed to continue doing what it is that they feel like they want to do they ain't hurting anybody yeah you know? i mean as far as we know I mean, yeah. Who knows? They, they maybe sacrifice people or whatever i don't know i don't want to assume their 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 practices but well, who knows I, you know yeah but i, I it, as long as you're you're exercising your your freedoms without Infringing upon someone else's freedom, that's totally acceptable, and I and I I, I think it's important. I I just love the
1: juxtaposition
0: of um,
1: just having a fucking satanic yeah, fucking do doob group. It's, I, it's, it's it's so awesome, and I've even like looked into Satanism, Satanism myself because I was like I don't really know much about yeah. Uh, being a Satanist or anything, and I don't even think it's all that much different from being fucking like Catholic or yeah, it's not uh, any Christian denomination. Uh, the only thing is, like, they don't they obviously see Satan as kind of like a Promethean figure, yeah, where they believe that Lucifer is the bearer of knowledge, that it was because of uh Lucifer's encouragement or whatever to right. eat from the forbidden tree or whatever yeah. that it wasn't it wasn't like god uh, giving everything to humanity that uh, uh fuck i, I also my train of thought but basically the the whole <laughs> yeah, thing yeah. about like satan being the bearer of knowledge right. like uh and obviously he's an adversary uh adversary being like opposed to right, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah i just wanted to double check but uh, they also don't like that God is so authoritative and like right all that shit and yeah uh, what else is there? They have, they have like their own sacraments and shit, and I don't yeah, yeah. I don't think it's like any fucking different from like Christianity. No, it's,
0: it's not. It's just it's but just it's just the just, flip side of it. It's this, this, it's, it's s- literally like the two dark sides, side of yeah, like of fucking Christianity. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's like it's the same side. It's the different side to the same coin, essentially. And so yeah, I think it's important. I think it's interesting. Uh, I also, in terms of the music. I, it, it, for sure, it is fucking doop, fucking me. That is an accurate fucking description. Whatever you think in your brain when it comes up, that's exactly what the fuck it is. And it's also, it, it is funny because you wouldn't think that from that time period when that music was popular, it was it was the opposite of of what they're doing. You, you should have everybody loved Jesus and everybody loved God and all that stuff back then. There were no Satanists back then, so it's funny to hear that music from that era. And what they're saying in the lyrics, it's 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 funny, it's it's interesting, and I do think I imagine. Okay, so you know, you remember in high school when they used to have the the greaser wall where it was where they would all where they would all stand with their foot up on the so there were like the shoe prints on the wall, uh-huh. and so it was just where they would all stand. And you know, I imagine those dudes just. Loving this shit Just felt, sure just going would. to town on it just sure Oh would. yeah this is great And so Yeah that's what I imagine when, when, I, when I see that But I think I think it's interesting It's not Like duot music's Definitely not Something that I am Seeking or looking into Yeah And but if I heard If this came up On my Spotify playlist I wouldn't click Fuck off yet I would listen to it
1: Yeah the So They have catapulted In terms of popularity uh, As I was saying before Uh, they've also been, like, a focal point for Tucker Carlson, to Yeah. Um, I don't know what rant he was making about fucking liberals or some shit and the, like you was basically call them satanists and he's like yeah. oh they listen to fucking twin temple or some shit like that so i thought that was kind of yeah. cool that they like their music has reached that level where he's fucking t- tucker cross
0: yeah man that's like they made it bro yeah. you, you guys made it you got fucking mentioned yeah and and again it's 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 n- no publicity is bad publicity right right like, it, everything's all good it just makes them much more popular
1: yeah. like fuck yeah it just makes the, the Satanists that much more hardened <laughs> in their beliefs yeah um and also, they've been touring this band called Ghost, if you're familiar with their music. They have a song called Mary on the Cross, and uh, I forgot what the other one I think it's called Square Hammer. I don't know if you've uh-huh. ever listened to it. Nah, I don't think I've ever heard of But anyways, they uh, have definitely hit their stride in terms of um, their, their popularity, and uh, I was looking into kind of their earliest origins because i couldn't find any They used to be formally known as alexandra which is the name of the vocalist mm. uh but they transitioned over to twin temple and i did find video of them performing at this thing called echo park rising which is kind of like similar to south by southwest except in los angeles there's oh, like okay. a bunch of businesses set up stages and people can go perform there oh uh, that's cool so this band twin temple performed at one of the larger stages and I was like, oh, cool. Oh, shit, man, I wish I was more into music back then so I could have saw them uh, perform. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and uh, the only reason I found that information out was because of another group called LA Witch, uh, which is more like on the rock side. But they, they, uh, I, I was asking them, like, hey, you know, these guys are also from Los Angeles. And um, have you guys ever, like, crossed paths or anything? Yeah. Or, like... um have you guys ever played shows together and like oh no we haven't but i mean we knew them back then when they were alexandra but like our our paths have never actually crossed to the point that we've played a show uh together or had the good fortune of of having that lineup that's something i personally like would love to see those two groups play together yeah that'd be sweet um but shit I don't know what else to add uh, as far as like the conversation goes.
0: Well, I I wanted to ask you a couple of questions Mm. about not necessarily, I mean, kind of a little piggybacking on the whole, the movement thing. Mm. And we were talking about that. So you go to a lot of shows, right? You would say you you go to quite a few. So when you go to shows, Mm. and and I don't know, would you say that the majority of the genres of the type of shows you go to are, are similar? Or would you say that they're very wide ranging? Oh, I
1: mean, shit.
0: It depends, like
1: there's certain bands that I, I become invested in that I'll spend mm. more time with. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, I'll go to a show, and I'm like, oh, fuck, this is really good. And then, like, pretty much my brain is set on the idea that I have to see this band as much as possible because, uh, like, I would want to learn as much about them as possible, like, speaking to them yeah, uh, and learning about them as people and then, like, transitioning over to sharing as much as possible. So sometimes that means I'll listen to, like, one type of music, yeah, uh, for for an extended period of time. But I think on like the larger, on a broader perspective, I think it's just it's just
0: a an array of, of genres. Yeah. It's just an array of genres, right? Okay, together. so then so then with that in mind when you go you because you mentioned to me before in conversations we've had about the type certain types of people or i guess like characters that kind of come to these types of shows right so would you say that you've come across anybody who you've gone to one show and noticed somebody and then oh shit you're at this other show too or like that to see a a cross- Pollination Essentially Have you have you noticed That that's kind oh, yeah. of a, yeah. a thing that happens A lot or I don't know if it's Happened a lot But
1: I did It's definitely happened It's definitely happened Like um So there's this dude That I met Uh His name is Jose Galvan mm-hmm. And he He's a DJ For KCRW He's also the talent Buyer for the Paramount mm-hmm. And before He became the talent Buyer for the Paramount He was uh Booking shows At this place Called the Hi-Hat Which is now known As the Fishbowl mm-hmm. Um, so I went to his first fucking like shows that he was having as a promoter. Yeah. And when he started out and I wasn't involved at that point, like I, I was just like a, it just so happened to be that I kept coming back to his events for whatever reason, like the yeah. music was good and it just kept coming back there. But his, his, uh, attendance wasn't all that big. Mm hmm. This is a small like, it was like group of people it was like 10 20 people at first yeah and then at some point I think on the fourth or fifth show something started to happen <gasps> where um, I met this artist like the I, I was basically going out to shows and if, if I found something that he like he might like yeah he would book that band. Oh, okay. So I found this artist and her her name at the time was Welfare and I found her like here in Riverside and I told her like, hey, there's this guy and um you know he's he's booking shows and stuff and I think he might be interested in your music. Mm-hmm. Like would you be interested in, in like doing know, something could, yeah doing something. And when she performed that show I stuck around and talked to all the band members and there was this one guy, his name is Jaime Cisneros and his, oh, I, I found this after the fact uh, from this show, but um, his dad is part of like a really popular like Mexican group called Los Freddies. I mean, um, so he, he, he's, there's a bit of like legacy or um, yeah, yeah. Uh, for him, but this guy kind of opened me up to a lot of bands that were here in Los Angeles. Like that he was part of from a, like across a number of genres. Yeah. And I learned about a lot of bands from this guy. So shout outs to him. Um, but I think that dude, or maybe it was like the other band members because there was band members within that group uh, that this woman had uh, that were in other other bands and i learned about them as well and what ended up happening is that this guy jose kept booking like all the talent around that one artist which which was welfare like the band members of that group they got booked and everybody else got booked yeah and then the the event started to have like an increase in attendance but it wasn't just like random people it was like it was it was artists too, like they were coming out and supporting their yeah, friends. Yeah, yeah. And then by the end of like, um, so like the last show that he did was in February, and he had one of the guys from like Chicano Batman. Um, and by that point, that that show like had sold out, and um, but there, it was just the fact that there was artists that were not only performing but they were also coming back to the event. Yeah, and the attendance was was continuing to continue to grow. Yeah. In another situation there was this band called Lohum which was they were performing a residency at this place called the Echo and this was before the, like their debut album came out. Hmm. And uh I went to like 3 of the 5 nights of his residency. It was like every Monday, Monday night in April of 2019 uh-huh. and I saw people continually like coming back. There was one guy, this small bald dude um kind of like an LA hipster we'd <laughs> say it. but the only reason i remember him and this isn't to be offensive or anything but i think he had like progeria. oh okay like you know like the 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 guys that look like they're they're, they're, they're full like, grown adults but they look like kids yeah, yeah yeah but that guy was like at that show every time and there was like a few other people and yeah do you like if you if to, to answer your question i i think there were cases where um where I would go to shows and I just kept seeing like the same, the people. same people. And yeah. it wasn't like, it wasn't just one event that I was going to. Right. Like for, for Elohim, it was the residency and for Jose, it was like his event. I would go to shows and I would see other people like at different shows. Like, it was
0: really fucking wild. Yeah, no, that's interesting. Cause I, I was just curious to know about how, like what the people that are in that, I, I guess it's, I don't know if it's underground or whatever, would would it be considered that underground you know local music scene how many of those people are oh they're just here for one one band or or if they're interested in in just the underground music scene in general and that's what they're kind of gravitating towards oh cool let me go let me go to this show let me go to that show let me go to this let me go to that because like i said you go to a shit ton of shows as far i mean at least from what you told me yeah and so i would feel like you, you so yeah you did answer the question that was a good that was a good answer yeah so but that was it that was all i had specifically <laughs> asking about that oh, okay yeah uh what, what do we got in terms of time uh hour and hour and 31 so we just we just hit over an hour and a half so i mean 90 minutes talking about you know for our first one i mean not really having a lot of uh you know you got anything else you wanted to add in here or say F- shit topics I w- Yeah, I
1: I came in here with like three or four and I think we addressed all of them but I yeah. I, I kind of hate the fact that sometimes when we're done with this shit like you know after we wrap up yeah yeah
0: recording you come I, up with you think, think of other shit I think of other shit I'm like well fuck I'll well, just say that for another episode yeah, yeah well that's that's the whole point of this is it's not just a one and done you know there's multiple episodes obviously we're gonna do this so you know I don't, I don't know if you've Experienced
1: this uh, personally with, because uh, you you've we've talked about this on other other podcasts. Uh-huh. I think it was like the butt fuck nowhere show yeah. uh-huh. that you were talking about doing things in in segmented uh, instances, right? Like you you've been writing in ninety minutes, yeah, yeah, ninety minutes a day, or something right? Like yeah, uh, and I think in terms of uh, doing podcasts, like. It's great that we just did, you know, a 90-minute podcast or whatever, and uh, sometimes it's good to leave shit on the table for, like, the next right. time, so you're like, oh, next time when we come back, I'm like, let's hit yeah. this fucking, like, topic. Yeah, well, we got, we
0: got two or three lined up already ready to go, you know, for next time, if we didn't get to them, or if, you know, you thought of them after the fact, yeah, fucking, we could definitely hit them next time, so. Yeah, so, uh, that's good. I think this
1: this uh wraps up the program. I I know we kind of went off on a few tangents. I I don't really know how this is going to work. Like I kind of just like talking about music and the relationships amongst people and I guess the current state of music itself um broadly, I guess you could say. But I I think it also is cool to share our own personal experiences with music yeah. like with some of the stuff that you said like I I don't know if there's a format but do you think like that's how it would work out that we kind of keep it like half personal type of shit like our own perspective on things and me talking about Just the music landscape in general.
0: Yeah, and and I I think that's a pretty good format to have. And we've got A, someone who is, I feel like, a legitimate bona fide expert in the realm of of music or whatever. And you got me, who's you know just your general uh, commercial consumer of music and kind of doesn't really know shit about anything. Oh, there is one more thing, but do you want to save it for next time? Uh, What is it? Well, so...
1: There, there's, like, a city here in in Southern uh-huh. California, and I don't know if this is just, like, a thing that's exclusive to the city itself, but uh, I showed you this band called... I don't know how to pronounce their name. I think it's called, like, terrena or uh-huh. Tor yeah, Torrena I mean, or something it. like that, but they're, like, a metal, like, hardcore yeah, band yeah. or whatever the fuck they are. But I found it really interesting. Um, Oxnard is, like, the place that they're from. Uh-huh. And there's this guy, uh, he runs, like, a, a label, like, a tape label, I guess you could say, so artists can come to him and he would make tapes of their, their records their or whatever. Their yeah. And uh, he's very familiar with, like, the music scene out there. And it's not just, like, specific genres. He just kind of, like, knows about everything that's going on with yeah. him. And I don't know if it's because Ox- Oxnard itself is just a large city with, like, a, a hometown feel. Yeah. But a lot of those artists, like, know each other. Um, there's this other artist named Los Retros who people may, not, may know because, I mean, they're they're very a very, very great band. Yeah. And amongst some of the people that live in Oxnard, there's this other uh, artist named Cola Boy who's kind of like in the disco disco 70s type of shit. Mm. But that guy lives like. Because I, I went to go visit this guy, Mouty, who was like the lead singer, like the creator of the band Los Retros. Uh-huh. And he lives in Oxnard. <laughs> and that guy lives like the other person. Cola boy lives like two miles from fucking, like, it's, oh, it's, damn. It's, it's not, like it's, it's, it's yeah. not even far. Like it's really fucking close. And we drove by his house one time and like he, <laughs> I, they're friendly days. with each other. Yeah. They're friendly, they're friendly with each other. And I'm like, Oh, this is really cool. Like, this is like a, like you're, you know, all these bands are like neighbor, na- uh, yeah. neighbors with each other. <laughs> but, uh, I was checking out this band, Terrena, And, um, on their on their instagram and i saw like that fucking guy cola boy was like yeah commenting like oh fuck yeah like you guys are playing a really awesome show so i don't know what it is about like that place oxnard but it seems like there's a you there in this case for like this specific city here in the u.s i know i was talking about like melbourne having great punk music right but it seems like oxnard itself has like a very supportive community regardless of what genre you play yeah uh that all these guys kind of, like, support each other. I know that guy, Cola Boy, he's somebody that's, like, he's down for whatever uh, music is happening in term, in, yeah. in Oxnard or whatever.
0: So I, I don't know. I just had to add that real quickly. Yeah, no, and I feel like that must be because of that, it's it's a it's a quote unquote big city, but it's kind of in the middle of nowhere. So it's it's got that oh you're in a small town feel, even though it's not really a small town. So yeah. like every it's a big city, but everybody knows each other yeah. in some way. Yeah. And so I, I kind of feel like it'd be like that here if there was some, you know, people coming up with something that were from where we live and we would be like, hell yeah, we would just be supportive and saying all that shit. Like they, like they, like they do and you know, want to help pump them up just because all oh, they're from the same place we are. So, oh, but man, I think we hit like a, a nice little thread that we can go down. Yeah. 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 All
1: right. Go for it. All right. Cause I, I think for me personally, when I'm kind of turned off sometimes <sighs> by music or artists that say like they rep Los Angeles, yeah, when they're really from, like, fucking...
0: El Monte? No, no, no. Monte, somewhere not... But like, I know, but I'm just saying somewhere that's not Los Angeles. Yeah, or... Um, yeah, let's
1: say they're out in, like, fucking Indio or some shit like that. And like, they're repping L.A.? Yeah, and they're saying they're from L.A. or just whatever. let's say you're from Indio, man. <sighs> yeah, so, like, I I have more respect for bands when they say they're from fucking like maybe Almaty um, or if you're from or,
0: fucking Victorville or Just, from
1: fucking San Fernando Valley yeah. uh, or whatever. Like if you say that, cause there's this one band I really love, but on their description, like their artist profile, they say they're from fucking uh, LA. LA, but they're from like Reseda or some shit oh, like that. Oh man. And, uh, I, it gives me great joy to see a community, a community like Oxnard, for whatever the genre is that they're all being supportive of yeah. one another but they're also saying like oh yeah we're from fucking Oxnard
0: right yeah and
1: it's not from Los Angeles or it's not from Orange County cuz a lot of i think a lot of artists believe that like because you say you're from Los Angeles or Orange County like uh for maybe for sp- specific genres like ugh, like if it's punk or whatever the fuck it is uh or maybe it's not even genre specific but if you say you're from the largest, well, I don't know if it's the largest city in, in, in California, I imagine it is, right? Like, it's I, New yeah, York and then like, us. Yeah, I feel like that's... Uh, that you're kind of giving, like, more credibility to say, like, oh, I'm in the biggest, or the second biggest yeah. city, and I, I'm making making it. Right. Uh, but to me, it's cooler to say, like, oh, I'm not from Los Angeles. I am not from Orange County or whatever, Yeah, uh, where, where you can hear specific types of music in either city but it's it's cooler to to, to hear about some other place like some but fuck nowhere city yeah. um that like might be the next Metallica or might be the next fucking um Stone Temple Pilots right, whatever the yeah. fuck you want to call it or like the next fucking Tupac like to hear that it's from coming from like Palmdale or fucking Lancaster I love that more than than anything uh, so again just kind of uh, Reeling, reeling, reeling it all back in. I just want to say that I think it's cool that Oxnard is uh, taking a lot of pride in in the music that's being developed there, and yeah. and to to see someone like Cola Boy being supportive of a band that. He makes seventies like disco music, and th- these guys are making
0: fucking metal. Yeah. But he's down with he's down with it because it's, it's like it's
1: fucking Oxnard. It's, like. it's
0: Oxnard, and he's gonna fucking support it. You yeah. know, it, and that's kind of like how it is here. I feel like if we if there were some assholes coming around here from here, we we would support them regardless of what they were doing genre wise, or if it was something else that was coming up. And you know, hey, fuck yeah, this is from here. I mean, you know, it's like if a new energy drink came out, uh, you know, that was from here. I'd be, we'd be like, oh fuck yeah, you know. Oh shit, dude, which fuck. is why which I mean, I guess we're just doxing ourselves, anyways. I, I was, I was gonna say, man, like if yeah, if that's this is where Monster got started, so that, <laughs> yeah, I, dude, we used to drink that shit all the time. We'd be like, fuck yeah, Monster, and yeah. it was made right here in our fucking hometown where we live.
1: Yeah, yeah, I would say like, fuck, dude. I mean, if we had the opportunity, if we get to the point where we are successful, or yeah. we have enough brand recognition or enough of a following that monster sponsors oh, us man. and we're and we're still and we're here. still here in, in the same it, city man yeah like um i'm like That'd be sweet yeah dude i would love to have monsters approval to like oh just to get sponsored like oh yeah. my god i would, I would oh. Uh, yeah. Suck, oh yeah yeah suck, suck. suck all the dicks yeah <laughs>
0: when uh, when we when we make our first convention slash music show yeah. all right it's gonna be fucking sponsored by monster yeah. local local businesses supporting local fucking businesses right yeah, dude hell yeah
1: fuck it a uh all right well that was the only other thing I had to add was uh, that shit about yeah, outside, yeah. but I, think right. I now I feel like content satisfied. With, yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm I'm good here, dude.
0: All right, for sure. Well, uh, so
1: yeah, this is the we're wrapping up the end of the first episode of uh, the Game Rage Music Podcast, and uh, I I'm Adam, and I'm here with my co-host uh, Josh. That we just uh, did all this shit. So thanks for tuning in, and we'll catch you all next time. Yeah.
0: That was the Game Rage Music Show. Thanks for listening.